Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to Secrets of the Art World. I'm your host, Matt Gleason, and what I do is talk about <clears throat> some stuff in the art world you might not have thought about, or you might be thinking about. And afterwards, hopefully, we'll be thinking about more. Think, think, think. Or maybe feeling. Some things about the art world you've been feeling about. Things in the art world I want you to feel about. This is not confined only to thoughts. Your feelings matter here, too. <laughs> hey, um... I am doing a series on who was the artist of the decade. It is November 2019. Only a few weeks left now in this decade, 2010 to 2019, the tweens. Who was the artist of the decade? We will reduce this to one artist. I got about 20 or so nominees. I'm going through each one. We're going to wheedle this down. <clears throat> the artist we're talking about today is from France. Who could that be? Well, in France, they pronounce this artist's name Jair, I think, as best Wikipedia has informed me. Uh, I'm talking about the artist known as J.R. What's his real name? We do not know. We know it's some guy. He always shows up wearing a hat and glasses. But man, this guy could be anybody. I got, of my 3,000 face, 3,600 3, Facebook friends, it's probably, you know, 1,155 1, different dudes this could be, JR. But anyway, he was born in, now we know, we, we don't, this is amazing about Wikipedia. We don't know his name, but we know his birthday, February 22nd, 1983. I think that makes him a Pisces. Hey, so here's the deal. Um, he started out as a street artist and doing graffiti, and then he started gluing up photos, and then the photos got bigger and bigger, and he made collages. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in the process of doing this, he started becoming some kind of humanitarian for some reason. I, I, I don't quite get the whole humanitarian aspect of it, but I'll tell you this much. Uh, the first time I saw a J.R., uh, it was a big face in downtown L.A., and I thought, I really thought, first off, I thought it was cloying in the nth degree. And um, to me, it was just art that was enlarged. Boom. So, however, I will admit, in the milieu of street art, you know, this guy is an original. And in the time that he has been... Um, on the national, internationally known, which has been over 10 years, uh, he's gotten a lot better, a lot more sensitive to architecture. Um, he plays the social justice card way more than I think the kind of superficial things that he's 
delivering are, but, but if, you know, it's a simple image and then he wants to give it a simple message, at least it's a simple message of, you know, something that is at least alluding to the common good, um, great and well hell is paved the road to hell is paved with good intentions but but th th these are good intentions and so um i'm going to cut him some slack uh in the milieu of street art he certainly is one of the only originals my god that is the most repetitive um movement of all time now the arc interacting with the architecture if this guy had come out of cal arts and done two or three of these things uh, people would have, serious people in the art world who might deride JR for being a street artist, <laughs> myself included, uh, would, would, would have certainly taken note of had he come from an academic background. So we can't penalize him uh, for, for where he came from. Uh, we have to appreciate where he may be going, where he's gone, and what he's accomplished. Now, interestingly enough, and, and, this guy's won all these awards. I didn't know there were these many awards, but, uh, you know, for, uh, he made a film and the film won a bunch of awards. Um, he's had books. He shows with Periton Gallery. Although I got to say the non-street art stuff, it, it's kind of undergrad, just like, you know, little objects that make faces. The thing that he has going for him is uh, scale and the ability to kind of blow you away with the monumentality and the interaction with architecture where he actually takes um, the spaces that we interact with on an everyday day basis and, and enlivens them, maybe in a socially conscious way. I'm not sure if it's as sophisticated as he wants to come off as, but the just the overwhelming visual image on the building can at times... Uh, be interesting. And one of the things that he does market well are the photographs of these installations. Or pardon me, the, well, the I, 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 installation, I mean, how do, what do you call it? This, I mean, repasting is really what it is. Um, but sometimes he'll use multiple buildings, staircases, uh, and uh, the most successful one that he did this decade, he did it twice. He's already done it twice. He did the Louvre, the pyramid out in front of the Louvre. And the first one was just the most fascinating thing. He just made a black and white image of the building behind each side of the four sides of the Louvre pyramid so that when you stood at particular space, the pyramid disappeared and you just saw the building, but then part of it was a little black and white triangle. Fascinating, fascinating. So, so I give him big credit from coming from like, you know, a graffiti street art background to making these um, large scale things. A, large, a lot of these uh, images are, uh, they're kind of, they're funny sometimes, uh, you know, and but then sometimes they are pretty intense, like a, a, you know, like a bombed out building in Beirut and then like an old man's face, like, well, what happened to the building kind of happens to people. Um, <clears throat> some of them, they just say, oh, it's the community and they shoot people's faces and then they put the community on Eh, it's kind of, kind of lame, but then others he really interacts with the architecture and uh, you know has has giant figures climbing out the windows, uh, things like that. They're 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 maybe more fun than they are fine art, but I, the overwhelming uh, interaction of people who are never going to go to a museum uh, has certainly led to his worldwide acclaim, um, and he never 
you know, to his credit, and I've been look, I've been studying the guy all day. Uh, all he, he, to his credit, he he's really evolved. He has he doesn't repeat him. He has this one project where if you're an institution, you can have like the local people photographed, and they can print out the photographs and put it on your building. It's kind of uh, you know, but um, that's like his foundation. But then he's got so many things. Uh, he did a piece at the you know the U.S. border of this figure like reaching over the border when the whole immigration thing and and then he he did when the immigration thing comes up he takes you know he took he did installations of photos of refugees from 150 years ago and put them in urban centers to remind people that you know this stuff has been happening a long time and maybe you came from there so um, he's inventive. Uh, when he's not, when he's not cloying, that's, that to me, the, the one thing of just, you know, uh, a face enlarged there, uh, I, I don't, yeah, that, that was, but he's really evolved since then. And, uh, over the decade has been all around the world and installing this art in many different locations. His signature style, it's still black and white. I'm waiting for him to do some, some big color installations. That'll be, uh, you know, and then like he did one of faces in like the favelas, in poor neighborhoods in, in South America and on a hillside. So instead of looking at all these buildings, you're actually looking at a bunch of faces of the people. It almost looks like this giant cubist thing. And, and again, if he didn't come out of street art, if he came out of some upper class academic background, um, I think that the elite sections of the art world would be more um, enamored with him. But as it is, mainstream uh, society loves him and, uh, Certainly, any any part of the art world associated with the street art movement, which has become just, you know, this kind of gross commercialization. I mean, Huxterville. I can't think of a worse kind of pit of, oh, we're all anti-consumer, but we would love you to consume our good. Uh, that, that seems to be the whole point of street art these days. But not with JR. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this guy his props for what he's doing, uh, it is an engaging way on, on a mass level. I don't like it all, but, uh, from my initial rolling of the eyes as an art snob to kind of going, okay, he's, he's actually accomplished a lot. And he kind of pulls his own biography out of it. He's just a guy. Um, I think, you know, you know, uh, he certainly had an impact though. He's, he's been at, you know, major museums, uh, major installations around the world. Again, the film's been everywhere. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, he's kind of like this other side of the coin to Banksy. They're both, you know, we don't know who they really are. They're both Europeans. And, um, you know, but Banksy's got these kind of editorial cartoons for lack of a better word. If you really want to summarize what he's doing is he's, he's just finding a way to put editorial cartoons in the public sphere that sort of interact with the, their surroundings. JR is much more poetic, much more pure 
art and artistry as far as interacting with the architecture specifically and having open-ended sort of uh, poetry. You can look, one person can look at a JR and maybe see an image of someone that they look like or that they recall, whereas somebody else can just look at it as like, you know, this this giant kind of architectural uh, conglomeration. And so they're, you're not being browbeaten by most of uh, JR stuff. And certainly as he evolved this decade, um, he, uh, from winning the Ted prize in 2011 to now, his art has really, uh, evolved. I was, I have to say, I was really, uh, surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised with, uh, the breadth of what this guy's accomplished in this year. And, and certainly one of the most well-known artists worldwide. And that's why he's on my series, Artists of the Decade. So tune in, keep tuning into these podcasts because we're going to figure out by the end of the year who was the artist of the decade. Well, thanks for listening. This episode was originally recorded in 2019.